Pricing is a sensitive subject. You don't want to price yourself too high so that your clients or customers look at you as unattainable. You don't want to price yourself too low because then you're not making enough money. And certainly people are going to look at you as the cheap option, which is really not the best place to be in. So in this podcast, we're going to be breaking down exactly how I've gone through pricing in many different realms as the cheap option, as the premium option and everywhere in between, really how, how we've helped other creative entrepreneurs structure their pricing in a way that allows them to lock it down, understand how to make a sufficient amount of money and to be obtainable from the client's point of view as well. My name is Max Mueller. I'm the CEO of Video Editing Experts. And with me is Mr. Jack, our content producer, bringing you this content. Jack, let's just dive right into it. I mean, the very first problem that most people get into is that they associate their price with their time. And I am guilty of that too, but because I, I didn't realize that there is something better to base your pricing off of. Now, I'm not saying that you should just totally ignore your time and be like, all right, your time is irrelevant. Your time is very much relevant. But what is so important is to base your pricing not off of your time, but base your pricing off of the value that you are giving your customer slash client. The value that they are achieving is absolutely everything. Now, if that takes, let's say for, for our own experience and a lot of creative entrepreneurs listening to the Creative Entrepreneur Podcast, is they are, they are running a service-based business, but there's also people out there who might offer a product. And the, those with a product and or a service need to keep in mind, what is it? that my product or service is ultimately getting my client. So for example, if you are selling <laughs> yoga pants, it's like, are you really just selling yoga pants? No, you're, you're selling a feeling. You're selling uh, a status, right? When, when those girls put on their yoga pants, or I guess guys can too, <laughs> when they put on those yoga pants and what are they doing? They're feeling more comfortable than the other options that they have. Maybe that there's a price uh, break with, with your product compared to the others, but certainly there's a status. That booty is looking good and they know it and that's why they bought those yoga pants. Let's not beat around the bush. Same with the service, right? It's like, what is the ultimate value and how can you associate that value, right? Like for a Gucci purse, how is a Gucci purse so much more expensive? I, it's just kind of a purse, but there's more to it. There's not just finer leather. There's not just finer quality in the build. There's a status that comes with that. And we're certainly going to talk about status here in a minute, but I, I like to break down what is the client getting value-wise into real, I'm looking at my notes here, into four main pieces of value. The dollar value, status value, time value, competitive value. And those four areas of value are things that you wanna write down and, and ask yourself, what is the dollar value that my client or customer is getting. Are they making money by buying my product or service? Are they saving money by buying my product or service? If you can associate some type of dollar amount, but even for example, the Gucci purse, you can argue, I know tons of guys who actually buy Gucci loafers because they want to show up to a business meeting looking that much more professional. They want, they know that they can associate a nicer shirt, a nicer product, or even a, a better service that is going to um, edit their videos at a higher quality rate. Or it might be washing their car, getting their car detailed. They're doing that because when they show up, I, I have a, a good friend who's in uh, luxury real estate, actually, shout out Carson. Uh, he, he sells luxury real estate and he needs to make sure that when he's driving up to the house and he has these high net worth individuals that he's selling this property to, he needs to make sure that he's showing up in a classy way. He's wearing a press shirt. His car looks spick and span, and he's going to pay for that service. Why is because there is a dollar value associated with him getting that sale and first impressions are freaking everything, right? So are you making money for your client or are they saving money? Is there a dollar value first and foremost? Well, and I think an important thing too, for people to consider is 
everyone, you know, when you had jobs growing up, everyone got paid hourly. So everyone thinks in yeah. terms of how much am I making an hour? When you're just getting started, it may take you, using a video editor as an example, it may take you 40 hours to edit a client's video. And so if, if you just paid them, if you just charge them for the pro project, your hourly rate is gonna be a lot lower. But as you get better, that that 40 hour project may take you 10 hours and right. now you've just quadrupled how much you're making hourly. And as long as you're providing the same value ultimately better value, your client doesn't care how long it takes you. That, right. That's not a factor for them. <laughs> no, it, it, it's actually the inverse. Yeah. It's like, why should you charge based on an hourly rate where they would actually prefer it to be quicker? They would probably prefer the editing to be faster. They would probably prefer the, the car detailing to be faster or boat detailing or whatever you're selling, right? Uh, that that speed is actually so much more important. I, I think about like attorneys, maybe maybe they can get away with it because it's a it's a an ongoing investigation where it's like okay, well then you can set up different parameters. But for let's say a doctor, right? Like maybe there's some, the passionate view. They're like, you know what? I've always wanted to be a doctor. I've always wanted to be a nurse, or I've always wanted to be this, right? How much would it suck if we had to pay doctors on an hourly basis for surgery, where they're incentivized to have that surgery go on and on and on? It, like that's the point. Is how can you associate yourself? To, to not valuing and not pricing yourself based on your time, keeping that into consideration, but not basing your pricing off of time, getting better, getting faster. And that's one of our, uh, one of the last episodes that we just talked about is like, when you are getting started, get good enough. Yeah. And a part of getting good enough is, is being fast enough. And I think that's so damn important is to understand what is the ultimate value for the client, not just for my side, because if it is 40 hours, you're right. The first time doing it might be 40 hours. The second time might be 30 and 10 times after that, I might be able to crank it out in just eight hours. And all of a sudden you're, you're really rocking. So next value point, I think we could just jump into is the status value. We touched on it here in the hook in the beginning of this episode, but I want to go deeper because the status value is so dang important. And we talked about Gucci, right? Gucci flops or whatever, um, or the car. But it's not just like clothing products. There, there's a different type of status that can be associated with, um, with your content, with your perception, how people look at you. That is a big, big area across every single industry. Whether you are going to uh, post videos or not, that is going to be a perception of how people look. And, and a big tagline that we have is like, become like be seen as the go-to authority in your niche. Like that is literally our slogan because we know that is what people ultimately want. They want that status value even more than they want the money value, even more than they want something else. They want to be known as the authority in their niche. Um, you could look at country clubs. People buy a country club membership mainly because they want that status. They want to be able to be like, yeah, we're well, we're going to go to the the pool. We're going to go to the beach club this this Friday or whatever the case may be. Status value. But it's not just the high net worth people either. I brought up my uh, buddy who does luxury real estate and I brought up content, which can be expensive and country clubs are freaking through the roof, but it's not just for the high net worth individuals. It's also status value. I mean, you could look at all the rappers once they first start getting a little bit of change in their pocket, what do they immediately want to do? They want to buy things that increase their status, whether that's products or you know, clothing, chains, et cetera, or experiences. They're going to go buy that VIP booth. Why is because they want to be seen with a higher status. So the question for the viewer listening to this is what is that status? What are they ultimately looking to achieve? Maybe they just want to be seen as more popular. Maybe they want to be seen as smarter. Maybe they want to be seen as more educated. Maybe they want to be seen as 
more connected. Maybe it's the opposite. Maybe they don't want to be seen. And that's the status they're trying to get. What if you offer maybe because I know some of the guys listening to this and, you know, homies listening to this, too. They are nature guys to their heart, to their core, and they can offer these incredible getaway experiences where it's like you're wor- you're targeting the, the maybe the high net worth or any any individual yeah, get who off wants the to grid. get off the grid. The status of the unplug, what is that status like? Maybe you take a quick photo and then you throw it onto the old gram and you're like, oh, look at what I just did over the last week or two weeks, right? I had this getaway experience, whether that's fly fishing or surfing or yoga retreat or whatever the case is, the status value cannot be taken lightly. And this should really be one of the four basis points of how you price your offer. Yeah. And I think status, especially in the world that we live in with the video editing, content creation, um, online expert, you could be providing really great value from, you know, a selfie phone video. That'll get some reach. People will, you know, you'll have the impact, but you won't have the level of impact that you could have with a better edited video, Mm -hmm. a professionally edited video, because people associate value with production value, right? Um, And I think that's really important too, is like your videos looking better will increase your status. Yes. And I think that's so, so important because people immediately go to the flashy things in life. Uh, But I will tell you this, especially the really high net worth people, because a a lot of people who are creatives, they're typically selling to uh, a higher paid person, Um, you know, for video editing or freaking car detailing or whatever the case may be. You're probably going to want like if you're going to wash a car or, or edit a video. How much better is it if you're editing a video for someone that can pay you double or 10 times the amount, you're still going to wash a car. You're still going to edit a video. You might as well do it. You might as well get paid handsomely for it. And I think a big part of that is, yeah, it's the freaking status. It's like, what does that ultimately get them? But again, this is just one of the four. We've talked about the dollar value. We've talked about the status value. Now is the time value and not you, not as the creative, but for the client. What is the time value that you could be saving them? And a big thing um, is considering opportunity cost. So listen, my buddy Carson, the the luxury real estate agent, he could be washing his own car for sure. But what is the opportunity cost there? Meaning what else could he be doing during that time? He would pay a pretty penny to get his car washed and detailed so that he's spending his time wisely and that his opportunity cost is clearly understood our clients could edit their own videos if they really wanted to (laughs) maybe not to the extent that we could but ultimately giving them enough time that's the point we save them that time and what is the time value that they are ultimately saving with you people respect their time immensely immensely well and that's kind of what we talked about in the beginning right where it's they don't care how much time it takes you because you're taking right you're giving them free time Mm-hmm. And then it just becomes once you've gotten the client, then it's on you to do it as fast as possible while still maintaining quality. Yes. It's on you to figure out how to do it faster. Not for them. They don't care. And, and let me just go uh, strengthen this point of time value a little bit more, which is it's not just about the process. It's about the end result. 
meaning uh, we used to charge on a per video basis, uh, which would be about the process. We were pricing off of the process. It's per video. But we have changed that, um, and we did many moons ago. We changed it to a more transformational basis and a result-based pricing. Because now with this time, it's not just the time of the process. It's the time to get that end result. So for example, with us, we're not just here to edit videos. We're here to grow brands. And we're going to say, okay, well, if you come in and you have, let's say 10,000 followers, we're going to get you to a hundred thousand followers, a fraction of the time that it would take you to get to a hundred thousand followers. And that's real. And that's the time value that we want to associate, not just the time value of here's how fast we can edit a video, but the time value to get the results that much faster. So I think there's two aspects to keep in mind when you're considering your pricing, what is the time value that you're giving them in regards to the process and in regards to the result, anything to add there? You well, nailed it. Let's keep rocking. <laughs> yeah. Point four. Point number four. Four out of the four. Competitive value. Oh, this one just gets me freaking riled up. Competitive value. I am a competitive fucking animal at my heart. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because a lot of people who first meet me, they're like, oh, like Max is very nice. He's cordial or whatever, you know. And uh, and then they'll see me play a sport or they'll like get into a business topic with me and I just go full like fire in the eyes type of thing. Uh, competitive value has to be there. And this is where you separate yourself and, and make your offer so good that people feel stupid saying no. Alex Ramosi talks about that in his book. How can you <laughs> have a conversation with someone to the point where they ask themselves, why wouldn't I do this? Like, how could I possibly not do this with that tone too? It's like, <laughs> you got to position yourself. And this is where you combine the dollar value, the status value, the time value with the competitive value and the competitive value. We break down into three areas. We've touched on it in a previous episode, but I want to take the viewers real Back. tactical here. Easier, faster, better. Which one of those, if not multiple of those, can you just lean into to ensure that when when they even remotely consider working with your competitors, you make it a no-brainer. Your process is so much easier. Your process is that much faster. Turn those into questions. How can I make this process easier? What are the competitors doing? Maybe I need to, and Russell Brunson talks about this, owner of ClickFunnels. Russell Brunson talks about going and buying your competitors' products and services so that you can understand what are they giving to their clients? How are they going through the sales call? How are they providing the fulfillment? Uh, how long does it take to get those results? Why? Because that competitive value, you need to get that little bit of fire in your eyes, even if, and I know some of the creative folks here don't necessarily have the, you know, there's, there's some people that are super competitive creatives and then there's others that are like, no, I'm just gonna kind of do me. Just test it. Just watch how much knowledge and how much more understanding you will gather for your own product or service to serve people better by simply buying into someone else's so that you can understand how to make it that much easier. Well, and I think, you know, there's a point of diminishing returns, right? That people, especially in the creative world, and we've talked about this before too, is the perfectionism, right? right. Like we want everything to be perfect down to the last millisecond in a video, the cuts, everything. Mm -hmm. um, how much more value, like if it's good enough, right? We've, we've said that before too, past a certain point, your client doesn't really care. They yes. don't care if you're off by a millisecond on an edit. You might, 
and that might hurt your soul as a creative, but your client who's paying you doesn't really care. Right. And so you're saving time by not going to that ultimate perfectionism, spending way too much time working on something. Um, and I think that's something that people need to consider. Yeah, the balance. And even if your client does care, you need it, it, it is your job as the entrepreneur, as that person providing the product or service to pull their ass out of the weeds and be like, hey, listen, I know that you've had your head down, but look up. This is where we are ultimately going. So let's focus on that endpoint, right? It might be, I'll go to the, the Gucci flops. Uh, maybe I'll, no, I'll do something a little more relatable. It might be Carson selling the real estate. And you could apply this to literally any business model. Hit me in the comments. I will show you how to make this apply to any business model. You need to yank your clients out of the weeds at times because that is why they are paying you is for this type of like expertise where you are experienced in their craft and they're paying you because you're going to make it easier, faster and or better. And so when they get caught up on the millisecond in between a clip or they get caught up on maybe buying the house and it's like, oh, well, hold on, this outlet doesn't work here. It's like, okay, listen, like, yes, I, we, we could beat up this outlet. We could talk about how problematic this is for the house. But let's, if you actually look at the big picture, this house is exactly what you're looking for besides the outlet problem. It's, it's in the location that you want. It's this, it's bank, and this is going to get you to the end result. So if your clients are getting caught up in the process, yank their butt out and show them the result. That is a part of making the process easier because they're going to be wondering, should I do this? Should I do that? You know, if someone's looking to get uh, uh, get into surfing, it's like, well, where do I sit on the board? Am I too far forward? Am I too far back? It's like, well, now I'm getting upset. Now I'm getting achy and my I'm sore. It's like, hey, you're there to pull them out of the weeds. Be like, hey, this is what you need. This is what we need to focus on. We're going to make it easier. And that's ultimately going to lead to, to being faster alone. Of course, there's direct actions that you can take to, to having a faster uh, process that gets them results faster. But I like to just focus on making things just simply easier, of course, so we can indirectly make things faster. It just makes me think about the quote, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. I'm not lazy. I'm very quick to take action. But slow is smooth and smooth is fast. There's sometimes where you need to take a client, especially if they want to go fast, 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 fast and say like, well, hold on. If we go that fast, we are going to be lacking the quality in our steps. And we might be burning too much energy. We might be focusing on the wrong thing that's not going to lead us to the end result as quickly or efficiently as we ultimately want to. And that's super important to consider. But let's talk about making things not just easier or faster, but better. This is where it's got, and I call this competitive value because you have to have a clear understanding of your marketplace. You're going to hop onto a call with a client or a customer at times. If, if, even if you're selling like an e-commerce product, they might email you, submit an inquiry saying, well, how are you different from this person? Or thank you so much. I'm going to get back to you on this. What are they doing? They're look. They're just considering better options. And how could you blame them? Of course, we all do it. We're, we're not shopping just going around. We're shopping around. Yeah. But how can you ensure that your product or service is better? It is a must have question and it is something that must directly be tied to your pricing. And here's the kicker. When we first started this podcast episode, we said, you do not want it's pricing is a sensitive subject because you don't want to price yourself too high that you're not attainable, but you also don't want to price yourself too low where you're seen as cheap, or maybe you're just not making enough money to actually have a sustainable business. When it comes to making your, your offer better and basing your pricing off of better, I've always, and this was one of the first bits of advice that I got when I was starting my business. Don't compete for the cheapest. If anything, compete to be the most premium 
to be the best. And I would just simply replace that advice that I got with compete to be the most valuable. So that when they are considering their options, it is like clearly that is the best value because they're gonna get me the results. It's gonna be faster. It's gonna be easier. They're gonna allow me to be seen in this status way. I'm gonna be making money or saving money in this uh, in this process. You, you must be better. Now, here's the thing. It's actually, <laughs> uh, especially in the creative world, where increasing your price, especially by a lot, will drastically change the perception of these clients and customers in uh, their perception of you. And this is a beautiful moment where profit Profit is revenue minus expenses, meaning how much money are you making and how much money are you letting go out the door given your you know business model? What is left in your hands at the end of the day is oxygen. Profit is oxygen. So how can you increase the amount of profit that you have? This is directly tied to your pricing, folks. How can you increase the amount of profit that you have? You need to either decrease your expenses and or increase your revenue. And one of the fastest ways to make more money is to increase the amount that you charge your pricing. What this allows you to do is go from making, let's say you profit, I'll use simple numbers. Let's say you profit $200 for a specific product or service. Imagine if you profited $2,000 for that same product or service. Imagine having an extra $2,000 in your bank account. And especially if it's like a, a monthly recurring model, which by the way, I'm speaking from experience. Like we used to offer things at those super low price points where it was just a $200 basis. But now we're able to ensure that those results, you know, the dollar value, status value, uh, time value and competitive value is so clarified for both ourselves and, and those who are wondering if they should work with us, that it allows us to have these much grander profit margins where that $2,000 could be investing back into your business to buy better equipment, to serve your clients that much more, to provide even better, faster, easier results for them. It, it, it would be the difference of you paying yourself out that much better or being able to hire another person to your team so that, again, you could serve more and do more, be bigger with your business. This was the unlock. One of the earliest unlocks that I had with my business was pricing myself correctly so that I could profit that much more and reinvest into the business so that we could serve more people. It, I went from literally serving like a handful of clients to serving 100 to 200 to 300 like we were, we're serving hundreds and hundreds of clients because we've been able to clarify our pricing based on the values that I'm talking about here today. You have to, you have to. Now, I think a, a big part is like testing it. Don't just sit on these prices. Don't just be like, all right, Max, I, ha I have my notepad here. This is it, man. I, I clarified your dollar value, status value, time and competitive values as well. I'm fucking good, man. I got my pricing locked down. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, until someone pays. Not yet. Yeah. And that's the kicker. How do you get someone to, to pay this maybe perhaps new pricing that you have? A, a couple of things immediately come to my mind. Number one is your chance. And number two is your delivery. When it comes to your chance, if you just have, like, imagine if, if, uh, if baseball players had one chance to hit a home run. Like, well, yeah, that's going to be a problem. You ain't went in too many games. Increase your chances. And this really comes down to your marketing. Increase the amount of people that are understanding who you are, your brand awareness, how many people you're reaching, so that when it comes to your sales, you have more at-bats. Because who was it? Uh, Barry Bonds was, well, uh, whoever the baseball player was, uh, he was the leading home run hitter, but he was also leading strikeouts. That man was winning games. 
who's also striking out the most, but shit, that man was winning games. And if you want your business to really win and, and, and aspire to be a great model for yourself and those who you want to serve, you have to have as many at-bats as you can increase your chances. Dive into the, that marketing, have that marketing fulfill more of your sales. Number two is your delivery. Hey guys, I'm stoked that you are listening to the podcast. Now, if you actually prefer to watch podcasts, we are launching all of these episodes via video format on YouTube. So if you want to watch, check out our YouTube channel. Just simply type in my name, Maxwell Mueller, and we'll see you there. When you deliver this price, it has to be strong. <laughs> we, we, we always say like, be strong and shut up. <laughs> like, here's the price, period. Zip. You shut up. Shut up. Stop talking about it. Let it sit. They're going to wonder. I, I believe Christo, who we actually gave a little heat on one of the previous episodes on. Uh, Christo is a phenomenal person. I really enjoy following Christo. And one of the things that he talks about is uh, how you should, when, when you say your price, you should feel a little uncomfortable. Like you should not feel, and, and I'm speaking again from my own experience, I've been on th th tens of thousands of sales calls. When... When you're on a call and you're so comfortable saying the price, that that price ain't that price ain't high enough. It should be just that that perfect blend of being just high enough for yourself so that you're feeling a little uncomfortable and high enough for that person that they're like, "Damn, this is a real investment that I'm getting into." Now, listen, you could listen to this podcast and be like, "You know what, Max? No, I want to be comfortable. I want to be selling at a, a lower price point. By all means, go for it. Like, if you want to have those lower profit margins, go for it." I'm just trying to explain some experiences that I've had that allow for greater profit, which allows me to reinvest in the business and serve more people, myself, and of course the clients and even our team members who we give a really great career to. So the delivery has gotta be strong and you're just teeing yourself up. We, we'll go deeper in an exact sales call and, and maybe uh, an episode soon. I think that's something that our viewers might really appreciate. It's like creative sales, if you will. You gotta be strong, you gotta just tee yourself up. So when you say that price, all of the value is clearly understood. They know, they clearly know the time value, the status value. They clearly know the competitive value. They even clearly know the dollar value. So when they hear that price, it's like, well, I'm getting all of this. Just for that, I'm in. And then you have to shut up. <laughs> and that's, that's, a, that's a big problem for both the quiet folks and for the talkers. I kind of lean towards the talking side. That's kind of why I'm starting a podcast because I like talking, but it's true. We got the quiet people and we got the talkers and the talkers, you got to shut up, stop talking. And for the quiet people, you might feel a little bit insecure by saying, and I'm only saying this because we, we have sales guys who are actually more quiet folks. You might feel the inclination that like what you have said is not good enough. And so you might just try to like give it a little bit more and be like, is that okay? Or are, are you good? Like, is that? Yeah, and here's why it's that much. Right. Yeah. Nope. Period done. Shut up. They're going to think about it. They're going to think about it. They're going to think about it. And then they're going to, they might, they might say an objection. And again, again, we can't go down the route of, uh, we just don't have enough time in this every pod. Objection yeah. Possible. Every objection and like how to handle those, but we should go over those. Yeah. I think that would be fantastic because I have a long list of them and I'm just going to freaking give them, give people the shortcuts on them. So pricing. So where do people start? Where do people start? They start by listing off what exactly is the dollar value? Here's your cheat sheet. Write this down to pull out your phone, open the notes app, right? <laughs> and like write this down like I do when I'm listening to podcasts. Dollar value. What exactly is the dollar value for my clients? And that breaks down into how much money is it making them and or saving them. 
status value. What is the ultimate status that this client is going to achieve or customer going to achieve question mark. This breaks down to how do people see them? How do they see themselves? It's, it, it is that much stronger to really hone in on how other people see them, but don't forget, how did they see themselves? You want to be known as this, right? Well, how do you want to feel when you wake up in the mornings? How do you want to feel when you're doing this for a long period of time, right? Time value. What is the time value? There will be an opportunity cost. What is that opportunity cost? Like we talked about competitive value. How do you make things easier, faster, and better given all the other options out there? Even if they're not direct competitors, they could put their money in many other places. How are you going to ensure that you have this competitive advantage by being easier, faster, and or better and, and 10 X your chances, increase your marketing. Like when, when you are going to put this pricing to, to actual use, don't just take your notes, put this into practice and increase your chances of winning and, and really refining this pricing. And when you do be strong, just be strong with it. Shut up. <laughs> and I say that with love. I promise <laughs> I say that because I care about you folks and it'll work better. It will. Yeah, it really will. Because I, imagine if you don't imagine if you say it weak and, and, and then you keep on or just like weak alone, then they're wondering, like, is this really the right price? Like, I, you know, so we were thinking of charging you <laughs> right, <yeah>. 12,000. <laughs> we were thinking about charging you. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. that's not going to work. It ain't going to work. No, you're the authority. You're the experienced person. Even if you were just getting started, just put it freaking out there. Boom. This is it. And shut your ass up. Yeah, act like you've been there before. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And practice. They, yeah. Fucking practice. Uh, practice a million times. Our sales guys, they practice over and 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 over again. And over some more. Because <laughs> you need to act like you've been there before. You have to. Yeah. And now, you know, our sales guys have been with us for a long time. But um, and we're looking to grow the team if you just want to hop yeah. into sales. <laughs> but um, I want to be a sales rep. Yeah. Anywho. That's pricing for you, folks. Let's just go ahead and end it. Jack, I'm going to hit them. Listen, subscribe to the pod. That's all we're asking. Follow on Spotify, follow on Instagram. You know the whole deal. Um, but yeah, just hit the follow because we're going to be breaking down uh, our exact sales strategies. Then Maybe the next episode. Um, we, we do have a ton of topics lined up. We've been getting some really good engagement from you guys in our stories. If you guys have questions, drop the comments, uh, drop the questions in the comments, shoot us a DM. We're being really open to your guys' ideas and we're literally basing these episodes off of your guys' input. So whatever you need help with uh, or whatever you're questioning, let us know. Um, and I'm just here to, to give you that and more. So Thanks so much for tuning in. This has been Creative Entrepreneurship. Hit the subscribe button, follow. We'll see you next time.